This week's letter to Hong Kong, which comes from legislator Pierre Chan, who represents the medical functional constituency. The following program is a personal view program. Dear fellow doctors, in recent years, our healthcare system has faced major challenges such as the rising demand of services due to an aging population and the long waiting times for consultation at accidents and emergency departments and specialist outpatient clinics in public hospitals. A brain drain of experienced doctors, the importing of non-local doctors, and uncertainty of funding for the recruitment of local graduates groom. The demand for solutions and accountability is growing louder. The continued increase of recurrent government expenditure is the major driver that will bring substantial improvements in our healthcare services. In particular, the government should address the problems by adopting a population-based model with additional factors, namely an aging population, an increase in spending on preventive medicine, and a study of the application concerning advanced technology in the medical field. A mechanism should be put in place to review the monthly fixed allowance of HA2 staff in order to retain talent. Besides, there is a need to expand public and private dental services with participation of non-government organizations like the Community Care Fund that can offer assistance for providing dental services to the elderly and underprivileged. Given the medical tourism industry has been growing worldwide, the government should provide auxiliary facilities to develop Hong Kong as a regional healthcare hub. The main impact of medical tourism is that it contributes greatly to government revenues and offers business opportunities to the private healthcare sector. The incoming chief executive elect Carrie Lam made a pledge in meeting with when she garnered support from the electors of the medical subsectors in February. She highlighted plans to formulate a long-term health care policy, a manpower policy for medical professionals, and an increase in resources to ensure all medical students will find employment in the public health care system. We hope our new leader can honour the pledge she made to the citizens of Hong Kong and her commitment to improve our healthcare system. The government pushed forward the controversial Medical Registration Amendment Bill 2016 last year, which has a far-reaching impact on the medical sector and the community at large. We all support measures to improve the complaint investigation and the disciplinary inquiry mechanism through reform of the Medical Council of Hong Kong. However, the government did not consult the public nor allow ample time for us to deliberate the amendment proposals. Tensions between doctors and patients have been mounting because it failed to forge common ground to the largest extent possible on proposed legislative changes to the composition and operation of the council. Despite numerous topics on amendment proposals to the medical registration ordinance, being discussed at the tripartite platform meetings, no consensus was reached. In fact, doctors and 
most citizens agrees to increase lay participation only if the current ratio between elected and appointed members at one-to-one ratio is maintained. There should be a wide electorate basis in response to demand from the community to enhance the accountability, credibility and transparency of the council. To gauge public sentiment, I commissioned the public opinion program of the University of Hong Kong to conduct a survey last December. There were 1,003 Hong Kong people aged 18 or above interviewed by the means of a random telephone survey. The survey found that the majority, 46%, were in favour of maintaining the one-to-one ratio. 79% thought the council could set a deadline on the performance pledge in order to expect it the progress of the preliminary investigation committee. 68% agreed to set up another independent disciplinary inquiry mechanism to deal with complaints. And 78% were against the overseas and mainland doctors applying to the council for approval to practice in Hong Kong on a limited registration without having to pass the licensing examination. I also conducted a large-scale survey in January this year. A total of 1,007 doctors responded. What was clear from the poll was that a significant number, 81.4%, agreed to the ratio between elected and appointed members at 1 to 1. The results provided facts about what Hong Kong people and doctors really thought and felt. 90.4% were against increase of lay members without increasing doctor members. 75% disagreed to adopt the method of nomination and election by organizations known as corporate votes to elect new members. We are concerned that the council will get more appointed members through government selective appointments. If the number of appointed members is more than half, the ball will be in government's court. No doubt, there will be more interference from the government and interest groups. For example, if the government does not intend to increase expenditure in public health care, it unavoidably lowers the threshold to allow more overseas doctors and mainland doctors to practice in Hong Kong. The level of health care standard will be at the expenses of patients or public safety. Thus, it is of utmost importance for us to support one-to-one ratio not only for the perseverance of professional autonomy but also to safeguard public interests. In another survey to 85 candidates from the medical subsector of the election committee last November, 53 responded. 27 candidates among the 53 respondents were elected to be members of the election committee. Those 27 members all agree to the ratio between elected and appointed member at one-to-run ratio. 96.3% were against an increase of lay members without increasing doctors' members. 85.2% were against adopting the method of nomination and election by the organization to elect new members. 85.2% were against the increase in non-local doctors allowed 
to practice in Hong Kong on a limited registration. The last question was about the 831 decision, with 88.9% against the stringent framework on political reform laid down by the National People's Congress Standing Committee on August 31st, 2014. There is no panacea to fix all problems nor amend the social divide overnight. Our government must heed the voices of the public and have the resolve to continue to fight and serve the best interests of Hong Kong people.